Hi, and welcome to the story of cooking. Today we're here at Delmonico's, which most people know because it's one of the oldest restaurants in America. It opened up its doors in 1820 when Swiss brothers John and Peter Delmonico opened a restaurant that served French pastries. It didn't become a full-fledged restaurant until 1837 when he, when John and Peter Delmonico, along with Lorenzo, opened a nice big fine dining establishment. In the 1700s, New York was littered with oyster cellars and coffee shops, but there wasn't any fine dining, and Delmonico's was the first to do that. In fact, they were the first to use the word restaurant, which was a French term, so that's why they're credited with opening the first restaurant in America. So let's go inside and check it out. Hi, and welcome to the story of cooking. I'm Sarah Nicholas. Sam, nice welcome to, to Delmonico's. Thank you. We're here with Chef Billy Oliva, and he's the executive chef, and you've been here about six years. Uh, almost seven years, yeah, okay. six and a half years. And we're here to try some classic dishes and learn a little history about them. Sure, and there's loads of history here. A lot of firsts, baked Alaska, eggs Benedict, lobster Newberg, you name it, all kinds of history as well. Awesome, well, so let's do it. Why don't we head back to the kitchen? Okay. Chef, so we're back in the kitchen and you're going to show me some of the dishes that were invented here and obviously probably signature dishes, right, of Delano? Absolutely. So we're going to start with Eggs Benedict. Why don't we start, we'll start with our, our brioche and we're just going to... Do you make your own brioche? Um, we do downstairs, actually. We make all our own bread, all our own desserts, ice creams, everything is here. Wow. And so... Again, this was invented at Delmonico's, correct? Invented in Delmonico's. Um, so the Delmonico brothers like to name dishes after their patrons. So Mr. and Mrs. Le Benedict used to come all the time. They were regular customers. And one day they said, you know what? We come here all the time. We're bored of the menu. Create us a dish. Oh, wow. Okay. And this is what the Delmonico well, brothers came you. up with. <laughs> and it's been around ever since. So yeah. we're just going to pop this in the oven. Okay. So, and the next thing we'll do is, first thing we have to remember is not to forget that. Okay. Yeah, that's usually what happens, right? <laughs> and then, uh, that's always what happens. <laughs> and then we're going to start our hollandaise. So here we have just some egg yolk that we cracked okay. already. And we'll dump that in. And we have a little Tabasco. You want me to put some Yeah, Tabasco absolutely. On? We'll do a little couple lemon dashes. juice. Yeah, a couple dashes. And we'll put a little tarragon vinegar. So this is a tarragon vinegar reduction with peppercorn, shallots, um, tarragon, obviously. Right. A little Worcestershire. Worcestershire sauce, okay. So now the fun part. So now we're going to whisk. Okay. So if you want to do that, we'll right. go over here to the... Or the big one? Yes, without you burning your hand. You might want to take a towel. And just a figure eight motion. That's kind of fast figure as you can. Eight. Like this? Yeah. So now we're gonna we're gonna add our butter, and then here we have just a little cold water. If it gets too thick, mm -hmm. we'll just thin it out a little bit. So should Keep we go here. together? Yeah. Can is my hand in the way? No. 
And that looks that looks about good. Now the trick is to keep it keep so it, it doesn't warm. break. Keep it warm. So we're gonna, we're gonna it, first we're gonna season it. Okay. With a little salt and pepper. And salt. I'm gonna add some salt around. We'll just take that. that without actually got the right consistency. I hired. That's it. When can you start? <laughs> if this is my only job, I'm sorry, I have to decline. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll keep that warm for a minute. So we have to lightly grill the brigitte so that we have down? to go down to okay. the broiler there. Already? Grab, make sure we have all our tools. So we're gonna come here. Okay. So we're just gonna. This is cooked already, so we just want to warm it up. Sure. Now that's gonna go on the grill for a second. Just flip it. Okay. So we got. We just want to cook that. Just want to warm it through. So that's good. We don't want to dry it out too much. Yeah. Put back. And we're almost ready to you can actually smell the oh yeah the rosemary and the time. Okay, so we'll go back down on this right. side. Where we have our ham, we have our brioche. So we're gonna put this pot out of the way. We'll slide that little one over. Alright. On the flame or no? Right on the flame, yep. We're oh, gonna reheat our eggs. We're gonna reheat our eggs. So we poached these earlier, just mm -hmm. so it'll be a little bit easier. Uh, when we poach them, we use a little vinegar, sure. water, white vinegar, do plain, the swirl. plain white vinegar. Do the swirl, <laughs> and um, we crack the eggs into a small cup, and they go in. Okay. Just so dump we'll them go ahead in. and dump them in, nice and easy. All four? Yeah, this way in case we have an accident with one, we're <laughs> in good shape. Poached eggs are very delicate. So while the eggs are heating up, we can. Start to plate the rest of the okay. the rest of the eggs, Benedict. Perfect. So we'll move some of this stuff out of the way. And bring this over here. Except that might be here. If you want to do, or I could do the ham. Okay. Is this on your brunch menu? This is on the menu all the time. Oh, okay. Never cut lunch, dinner. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and we sell tons of it. So that's ready. And now we just wait for our eggs to get hot. Because they're already poached, mm -hmm. we don't need to cook them for a long time. We just need to warm them through. Uh, the reason we do this is because we just sell so many of them. Yeah, yeah, you have to do it in advance, I would think. Oh, this, is, this is all the space we have, so. <laughs> Eggs Benedict is one of my favorites, so I'm really looking forward to trying this. I'd say these are probably hot enough. So we'll get this over. Just drain the water really well. Mm -hmm. And whenever the egg doesn't roll off, that's a good <laughs> That's a good thing. Do you want to just yeah, right over there, yeah. Well, that failed. Are you going to wipe the edges? Yeah, we'll clean it up. We could change the plate. 
that's good. Yeah, we might. Obviously, need. I like a lot of hollandaise. <laughs> we might need to change the plate. So now, what we're gonna do? We're gonna. Do you like truffle? I do. A lot yeah, of truffle. I do. When you, you said it earlier, truffle, I was like, you want me to shave the truffle? You shave the truffle. Okay, I don't want to shave the truffle. Anything. You had me at truffle when you said it earlier. A rich dish. And then we're going to finish it with just a little caviar. So tell caviar. me about the truffles and the caviar. So these are Perigo truffles mm -hmm. from France. Um, they're in season now until about, I think they're around for about another month. Okay. And the caviar is just an American caviar mm -hmm. that we use to garnish stuff with. Might as well go. Uh, and then just a little bit of green in the middle, and that's it. Perfect. Beautiful. Beautiful. Besides my mess up on the side of the plate. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> All right, this looks fantastic. Now, how about a Delmonico steak? That sounds good. Let's okay. go to the grill. All righty. Okay, so <laughs> this is a lot of beef. It's beautiful. Go through um, your different cuts. So, so here we have the boneless Delmonico steak. Okay. This is a, a bone-in Delmonico steak that's dry aged. Okay. And this is our double Delmonico steak. All right. So, so what, how do you dress this? Let's get started. So it's it's very simple. We don't do a lot to these steaks. Uh -huh. It's just salt, kosher salt, and pepper. And we'll just grind it up. So we're just gonna. Put out. Should we put this guy on? So do most people come in here and want um, medium rare steak? I always, um, when I go to a good restaurant that has good steak, I always ask, well, what does the chef like to cook it to? I would say probably the most is medium rare. Yeah. Uh, but we get well done and Ooh. medium well and. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes they, they're paying for it, exactly, so exactly. It's, it's their choice. So these are just about done. So we'll have our guys finish them and we'll move on to the Lobster Newberg. Perfect, thank you. Awesome. We'll get started. Okay. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna just take a little bit of oil right. and the lobster. Just tell me what you need, lobster. The lobster has been kind of cooked already. So we're gonna start with the lobster. There you go. I'll take him. And you said it had been cooking in the sous vide machine. Yeah, we cook it at a very low temperature. Mm -hmm. um, and we cook it about, let's say, 50%. Okay. And then we cool it off really quickly. And then we finish it um, to order. Okay. Just because it would take too long. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> so next, we're going to take a little bit of the butter now. Yeah, I'll let you control if you want. Yeah. Not there. And you can see as the lobster is finishing cooking, the shell is changing color. Right. And then we're going to go with some hedgehog mushrooms. The next thing we're going to do is we're going to deglaze it with a little bit of brandy. This is the fun part. Watch out. <laughs> Stand back. Okay, so put it with a little brandy. Flambe. Right? That's the fun part. That was actually why I started, why I wanted to become a chef. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I have the lobster there. 
Um, we have some lobster stock in that copper pot there. Okay. So we're gonna add that. And there's no cream in that, or just, just this a little cream? Is very little cream in this. Yeah. Um, this is just the richness of the vegetables. Um, we use a little bit of star anise in here. Oh wow, okay. The star anise, fennel, onion, celery, mm -hmm. garlic, a lot of herbs. Smells good. And now we'll take all our, our vegetables, we'll take a little bit of asparagus, a little bit of carrots, and this is really just for, for garnish. Okay. Um, the original dish was just lobster and toast and, and sauce. Um, so it just, the vegetables just give it a nice, sure. make it more interesting. Yep. And something lighten it up, make it a little lighten healthier. Yeah. <laughs> so next thing we're gonna do is we're gonna throw our brioche in the oven for a minute. Okay. So if you hand me that, uh, I'll grab it. I'm going to take that off. So other than the dishes that you always have, how often do you change your menu? Uh, we try and change about four times a year. Just grab a Oops, little sorry. cream in there. Just based on whatever's in season. Yeah. Yeah. And occasionally if I get bored every now and, now and <laughs> again, we'll change. Have you invented any recipes here at Del Um. The bacon that we do on the menu now is mine. Um, one of the chickens, we do a Himalayan salt brick chicken, which is mine. This? Um, yeah, I'll take the rest of the lobster. Oh, Himalayan salt. Um, I love cooking on Himalayan salt. Yeah, so we actually have bricks and we press, it's kind of mm -hmm. like a brick chicken. Yep, that sounds oh, delicious. We press it with the Himalayan salt. Nice. It, yeah, it's really, comes out really well. We're gonna just grab a little cayenne and okay. some of the herbs. Sure. Chives? Yep, uh, chives and Italian flat leaf parsley. And in the sauce, when we make the sauce, there's a little bit of tarragon as well. Kind of bring out that star anise flavor? Yeah. I kind of like that flavor. Yeah. Like Pernod. It smells delicious. This is just a little bit of stock, just to thin it out a little. So we can thicken it back up. Okay. And make it a little richer. All right, so we're about ready. Okay. Our butter is kind of incorporated into the sauce. We're gonna plate it. We'll right. take our brioche out. It's kind of a dish that gets a little messy. So we're gonna slide over just kind of to the table there, and we'll use this dish here to plate it up. Right. Kind of. So our brioche is just gonna go on the top. Oh, it really does smell really good. So we'll take this out. We leave it in the shell. Mm -hmm. and the reason we leave it in the shell is we just think that it, the shell protects kind of the, the cooking. Okay. Kind of protects the meat, keeps it from shrinking a little bit. Right. Um, and then sometimes the waiters... We'll take it out. We'll take it out for the customers. Does everyone know what to do with the shell? Okay, so I need a spoon from oh, back sure. there. Absolutely, here you go. It's a little big, but it'll work. Some of the sauce. 
think we're about have enough sauce. Okay, we're good. And we're gonna finish it. Kind of just like we finished our oh. eggs benedict. So delicious. This you know, really when, is a rich dish. When the truffles are in season, we try and use them as much as we can. Well, people, I mean, love truffles, right? Yeah, they go crazy for them. <laughs> the white truffles even even more. And then just a dollop of caviar on top. On the plate. Beautiful. And that's it. Beautiful. All right, this looks beautiful. I can't wait to try it all. Let's go out to the table and we'll talk a little bit about the history of the three dishes and uh, obviously enjoy some good food. Sounds good. All right, chef. So again, everything looks beautiful. Let's kind of start somewhere. Where would you like to start? Um, so why don't we start with uh, the eggs benedict? Okay. It's definitely a popular dish in the south too. I, I kind of always thought of it as being a southern uh, thing until I uh, came here. And Sunday brunch and uh -huh. hangover food and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a good, good hangover for. food. That's true. Gotta get everything in there. Uh, tell us again what's all in the so dish So we have well. perigo, we have um, some nice toasted um, buttered brioche. We have a little brigitto cato, a cooked mm -hmm. Italian ham with rosemary, thyme. We have some American caviar and some perigo truffle. Mm, that ham is really delicious. Yeah, it has a nice flavor. Yeah. Works really well with the eggs. And that hollandaise sauce is second to none. How was yours? <laughs> no, that's, that's delicious. I like that a lot. All right, so let's move let's on move to... Let's move on to the lobster Newburg and okay. we'll save the steak for last. All righty. Oh. Yeah, so we have, we have a lot of history about this dish. Um, was Captain Wenberg, who okay. was a good, he was a, a fisherman or spent a lot of time in the ocean back <laughs> in the 1800s. He was also friends with, uh, he was a, a trader. He was an importer, exporter. And um, he spent a lot of time here when he would be in New York with the Delmonico brothers. They became very good friends. Mm -hmm. And he brought this recipe to them. Okay. And he says, well, you have to make it for me. And they did. And they loved it. Then the Delmonico brothers had a falling out. Oh. So they took the dish off the menu mm -hmm. and their customers complained. So they said, okay, we have to put it back on the menu, sure. but we're not going to put it back on the menu as lobster a la Wemberg mm -hmm. because we don't want to speak to him anymore and we don't want to associate with him anymore. So it became lobster Newberg. Mm. That is delicious. That sauce is amazing. You can really, that star anise really yeah, comes Yeah, it comes out. through a little bit of the mm -hmm. cayenne. Um, it's a little bit of a process to uh -huh. do, but it's, it's worth it. Oh, it's definitely worth it. We're going to save that for later. <laughs> Move on to the And then steak. the last one is the Delmonico steak. And so this is the This ribeye. is the wet age boneless ribeye. Okay. And then it's just grilled salt and pepper, okay. and we finish it. We brush it with a little bit of butter and some fried onions. Okay, and what, there's on a the history top. behind this. Just um, well, the only, what I know about the the Delmonico steak was back in the 1800s. The Delmonico brothers. It, it wasn't always a ribeye. Yeah. It was whatever they thought was the best that was available to them at the time. Sure. Um, today it's the ribeye just because of the fat content, the richness of the steak, and mm -hmm. it works really well for us. We sell hundreds of them. Oh, I bet. So you, yeah. I'll push those to the side. Okay. And we'll just go ahead and So this it. isn't steak related, but I hear there's some supernatural history as well. 
Oh, there is a little bit of supernatural history. Yeah. Is it haunted? So they say it's haunted. Um, restaurant? When back in the 1800s, the restaurant was actually nine floors. So there uh -huh. was a restaurant, there was a hotel, there was all kinds of things going on here. And mm. the rumor is that uh, somebody was murdered upstairs and mm. um, a lot of ghost stories, uh -huh. a lot of ghost stories. There was um, another gentleman who used to clean up here at night and he said every night the ghost had a party here down in the basement. Well, this place actually was a site for a lot of parties, cotillions, balls back sure. in the day. It was where like the rich elite Europeans and Americans came to visit. Sure, there was there was a lot of firsts here. Um, mm -hmm. The first ladies luncheon was held here. Oh, okay. um, it was the first restaurant also to hire a woman. It was the first nice. restaurant to allow women to congregate uh -huh. as well as all the different firsts on the on the culinary end. And it was the first place to use the term restaurant. Restaurant, yeah. printed menus. Steak is delicious, by the way, if I didn't say so. All right, so these are Abe Lincoln's favorite potatoes, correct? That's it. And there's a lot of history, too, about people who were patrons here, correct? Um, so a lot of famous people, Mark Twain, mm -hmm. um, every president since Abraham Lincoln has mm -hmm. been here. Um, Charles Dickens, um, the Wolf of Wall Street, Ah. was another one that was used to frequent here. I bet you have people that come back here like every day for lunch too. Like, oh, not we get, necessarily famous people, but... We get a lot <laughs> of regulars. regulars. Yeah, the bar is filled with a lot of characters that uh -huh. come in every single day. Very nice. Okay, so these are the potatoes, the Abe Lincoln potatoes. So the story about this is Abe Lincoln loved these potatoes and I'm sure I'm going to as well. Oh, I thought they were going to be mashed. <laughs> no. So there's all kinds of... There's oh just a gosh. few calories in here. Oh my goodness. Now if we could get the cheese. That's amazing. <laughs> you can't really go wrong though. Cheese, bacon, cream, butter, potatoes. Awesome. That would go good on the side of a steak, for sure. It works yeah. perfect. And the next dish we have is our dessert. So yeah, we're going from potatoes have, to um, baked, baked Alaska. Alaska. And it was invented here um, by Charles Reinhofer, who was, you know, like one of the, the first celebrity chefs. So it's, it's a layer of baked meringue, mm -hmm. and inside is uh, what we call, it's kind of a cross between an ice cream and a, and a semi-fredo, okay. so we'll say banana semi-fredo. There's an apricot jam nice. underneath that, and then um, on the bottom is a walnut sponge. Wow. Okay, I'm kind of cool. embarrassed to say I've never actually eaten one of these, so you... <laughs> It's kind of what we'll do is we're gonna kind of cut it open, okay. and I'll just kind of like so you can kind of see the the meringue. Mm -hmm. Then you have the banana. Then there's the apricot jam, and on the bottom is the walnut sponge. Awesome. So I turn it around to get a better look. All right. And, and then, then from there, just dig in. Okay, that's not that's and never a problem. The the perfect baked Alaska. You should be able to. What we tried for anyway, you should be able to get, get everything. Everything. So the, I, the, the middle part can't be too cold. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, if it's too cold, you won't be able to get all the way through. It's delicious. And the apricot and the banana go really well together. They do. They really do. Yeah. And the walnut, the walnut cake, awesome. Thank you so much, Chef. Everything has been absolutely delicious, beautiful, and great history. And I've really enjoyed myself. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on the story of cooking. I'm Sarah Nicholas, and just remember behind every story is a great recipe.